I'm Aria Schwartz along with Rachel Galligan and welcome to the Windsider Show where it's all about the W. This episode we sat down with Vicki Johnson, the Dallas Wings head coach. like our show please consider joining our patreon community patreon.com backslash windsider for less than a cup of coffee a month you can directly show support for the hard work we do covering the w and don't forget to see our amazing staff's written content over at windsider.com that's windsider.com while you're over there we have the overseas tracker it's live now you can see where your favorite WNBA players are playing overseas all in one place and make sure to keep up to date on all the free agency moves and transactions with our free agency tracker, all live on Winsider.com. Very excited for this episode. We welcome back to the show Dallas Wings head coach Vicki Johnson to discuss not only her Dallas Wings, but also Team USA national team. Coach, how you doing? It's been a little bit since we last spoke. How you doing? What's going on? What are you up to these days? Uh, I'm doing great. Uh, trying to stay busy uh, with uh, the Dallas Wings and also with USA Basketball. Uh, it's keeping me pretty busy and, and just doing interviews, uh, trying to get out in the community and and uh, bring uh, fan support to us. Hey, I hear it. But so just for the fans who don't know, Team USA, the national women's basketball team, is doing a little camp in San Antonio. Yeah. Obviously, you have a great connection to San Antonio, being a former head coach there and playing there. What's it like being back there? And, you know, there's a lot going on in San Antonio these days. And what's it like being a coach for, for the national team? Uh, it's a great feeling. Uh, I actually leave tomorrow for USA basketball and I'll be there for eight days. Uh, I'm always happy to go back to San Antonio. Uh, when I left New York as a free agent, uh, I, I made San Antonio my second stop. Uh, as a player, I finished my career there. Uh, and then I, co- I started my coaching career in San Antonio and had opportunity to uh, to be the head coach in, in 2017. And uh, when the team was um, sold to uh, Las Vegas, I, I, I continued my journey uh, with them. Uh, now being back in Texas uh, with the uh, Dallas Wings and having an opportunity to be a part of USA Basketball uh, it's a great honor to be able to go back to San Antonio and where I started my coaching career. Uh, now I go back as a head coach of not only the Dallas, the Dallas Wings, but also uh, part of uh, the USA basketball coaching staff. Uh, it's great. It's a great time for women's basketball. The NCAA tournament is there. Uh, so great basketball. Elite 32 uh, starts uh I think today, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, so I'm excited to get there and, and watch great basketball and also be a part of USA basketball. Like uh, these are the best players in the world uh, to be able to be on the court with them and, and to share some nuggets and, and to get to know them as, as individuals uh, is, is a great honor for me as well. That That's really cool. And I have to ask, cause you have so many ties to Texas have you found a deli in Texas that is going to make the VJ sandwich in Texas? And it has to be bigger because it's in Texas. So it's in, it's in Texas. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> but hopefully in time, uh, I will. Uh, I spoke about, I spoke about that and, and, and they said, you know, 
Uh, they do barbecue here, so they can make the best nachos uh, here. So uh, I'm looking forward to that as well. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> You're going to have to keep us posted. We, 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 okay, we, I will. We'll I will. I'll lower that one. Coach, I, I want to <laughs> ask about the, like you said, the, the Team USA, the coaching staff. I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm always interested, like, what is it like to be on a staff with such incredible coaches? I mean, and how does that dynamic work? Um, uh, it's amazing. Uh, Don Staley is, is the head coach uh, for the national team. Uh, Sherry is one of the assistant and Jennifer Rizzotti and uh, Dan is also a, a assistant as well. And I'm one of the uh, court uh, coaches. Uh, I kind of assist them uh, in that area. Um, in 2019, uh, they called me. Uh, USA Basketball called me and, and asked me, uh, did I want to be a part of it? And uh, of course, I was like, yes, of course I do. <laughs> right? Like, does anybody say no to that? <laughs> right. To be a part of the the USA national team, to be around the best players in the world, to be uh, be around some of the best coaches, uh, it was an honor for me. Um, so uh, to be able to be a part of uh, – um, preparing them to get ready to go to the Olympics is huge for me. I take great pride in that as well. Uh, I had opportunity to not only just uh, assist them, but also to uh, to be a part of a big part of it. You know, I did uh, the sky reports when we went on tour last year. Uh, I mean, 2019 and 2020 before COVID, and I did all the sky reports, and uh, and they trusted me. They trusted me in that area. Uh, and I took great pride in, in making sure they was prepared. And we did a great job. And, and now we qualify for the Olympics. That, and when you were doing the scouting reports, was that for the, the college tour that you guys did or when you were playing international teams? It, both. Both. Uh, Dan uh, Chevrolet Sher- uh, was was the lead uh, coach. And Dan was his, her assistant. And I just wanted them to focus on on that the coaching part and, and let me focus on the scouting report part. And so uh, I volunteered to, uh, to do all 14 scouting reports, uh, <laughs> which was, uh, which, which was insane, uh, but uh, it was worth it. It was worth it. Uh, I wanted them to just focus on, on uh, preparing our team, being ready and, and I will prepare uh, for the, for the opponents. Well, I'm sure Greg is happy that you have uh, some great insight on a lot of some of these players that might be coming through yeah. the draft coming <laughs> up. But I, I'm I'm always curious about this because for the unknowing me who sits over here and goes, holy crap, look at that uh, coaching <laughs> roster that you guys go in there. When I think of the players, I also think similarly about the coaches of like players looking and going, oh. That player, if you block off the left, they're going right in a pullback. If I do that, you know, things like that. Do you kind of see, because coaches I always think are big chess players. Do you kind of see you guys kind of playing a little bit of a, a little bit of mental chess with each other, trying to pick each other's brains so you can have a little bit of a leg up come WNBA season? Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, Especially me being a new coach. Yeah. Uh, They, 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 Cheryl Reeve, love her to death. She tried to get me. Uh, she was like, okay, VJ, go ahead and teach your defense. And I was like, okay. And I was like, no, <laughs> no, I'm good. <laughs> she wanted to get some nuggets. Uh, yep. But uh, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a great opportunity. Uh, Cheryl is, is one of the uh, amazing coaches in our league. Has won many championships. 
Uh, and so anytime I get a chance to talk to her about basketball, just about life, uh, is, is an honor for me. And, 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 uh, and I always take advantage of that. And Dan, of course, Dan coached me in, um, in San Antonio and, and gave me my first uh, coaching career, uh, in San Antonio. So I love him like a father. Uh, he has always been there for me, um, through hard times, good times. Um, so I'm, I'm truly blessed to have him in my life as, as, as a former coach and as, as a mentor. I'm sure beating him would feel a little bit extra good. Just saying. Very much so. <laughs> Seattle, period. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Um, coach, you recently just completed the, in my opinion, daunting task of your coaching staff. Mm-hmm. Um, that's That's always in my mind, like, one of the most important things, you know, for any team, for any success of you, why don't you take us through your staff, how it's comprised, what everybody brings to the table? Um, it was very, I did a lot of interviews, uh, with different coaches, uh, a variety of different style of coaches. Um, the biggest thing for me was, um, getting, um, coaches in that I could trust uh, that had a passion for uh, women's basketball, understood understanding our league, somebody that really understood our league, and um, saw the value in in our players, not only as basketball players but as young ladies to be role models. Uh, so, um, so I, I chose. Uh, also, I, th- I thought it was very important to um, to put former players on my roster, on my coaching staff. Um, so I chose uh, Nicole Willingham. Uh, she played 10 years in the W. She's an undersized post player, uh, fearless, uh, just living, listen to her, listening to her story really moved me. And I understood uh, we connected in that area where I knew that uh, nothing has ever been given to her. She had to work for everything. And so uh, she take great pride uh, in, uh, in the W, planning the W, um, being able to coach in the W. And most people don't know that um, she she has um, head coaching experience as well, you know. Uh, so I felt like um, she was a great choice for me, um, and and for for my uh, for my team as well. And then um, and then we hired her. I hired her, and then uh, I went to uh, to uh, Kelly uh, Kelly. Uh, uh, Schumacher, uh, she uh, she played in the league as well. Uh, I, she also coached with me in Las Vegas, uh, so I know Kelly very well. Uh, so it was very important for me to uh, to get someone that I knew that kind of understood uh, me as a person. Uh, she's very organized. Uh, she's very t- detailed. Uh, she's very passionate. Uh, she's another one that uh, take pride in uh, in, in teaching uh, young players. And also, um, I, I feel like players can relate to her. I think Bella will, will benefit a great deal from her, uh, being a former volleyball player and, and all that stuff, and Kelly as well. Uh, Kelly has a lot of insight on a lot of things, uh, so I thought it was very important. And then my player development person, um, I, I wanted Tim. I wanted um, Coach Tim. I wanted him um, on my staff because he's so committed to um, – Basketball. He loves basketball. Uh, he was one of the first uh, M1 players um, that started uh, M1, a street ball. Um, so I know who he is as a person. I've been knowing him for, for a long time. 
his dedication to women's basketball, his um, his love for women's basketball was was huge for me. And and I wanted a player development uh, player. I mean, a player development coach to be available. And and that's the biggest thing about uh, Tim. He's always available when when when. Um, when players have a bad night, uh, he will be there. He'll he'll go to the gym late night to shoot with them and and and, and help them through, and talk them through um, whatever you know on their mind. So uh, I wanted to build a coaching staff that not only uh, walk uh, these players uh, in, in in these walk um, the the trail that these players are going in, um, but but players but but coaches that these players will respect. Will understand, and that these, and that my coaching staff, we understand the players. We understand the sacrifices they go through. We understand the sacrifice they put their bodies to. Uh, we understand social media. We understand um, coming from a program where you're the star and now you're a part of the puzzle. Understand how to fit in, um, how to play productive minutes, how to relate to play, um, to the fans, and how to be role models on and off the court. So I think um, that was my biggest uh, thing, uh, picking my coaching staff, and I'm very pleased with it. Yeah, first of all, I just got to say, the Dallas Wings were already, in my mind, one of the most fun teams to watch. The idea of Arike and Satu and some of these other players uh, being coached by someone who did and won is just mind blowing to me. Like I'm just, I'm waiting, I'm waiting for like the Arike to throw the ball off the defender's head and then hit a half court three and do some crazy stuff like that. Not no pressure, no pressure, no pressure, no, no pressure. pressure. <laughs> but I, I am curious, and I always talk to head coaches about this kind of how they decide how they want to delegate roles. Um, I think it's you know it's maybe simplistic to say you do offense, you do defense, you do posts, you do guards. Um, I'm I'm curious to pick your brain into like what goes into your thought process because obviously you picked all of these people for your staff for more than just one reason. So how do you kind of say like this is what you're doing and this is what I'm doing and this is what you're doing? Well, um, I'm a little different. I, I want everybody to know uh, offense, defense, player development, everything. Um, it's our team. Uh, yes, we have uh, Kelly and. Uh, Coach Kelly and Coach uh, Lacole, that's responsible for scouting reports and, and the opponents. Uh, but uh, we we meet every day, uh, Monday or well, Monday through Thursday, and we talk about each team, uh, their strength and their weaknesses, what we can do, uh, the personnel and stuff like that. And this is an opportunity for us to just talk, so we all can be on the same page. Because I think it's very important to be on the same page. So when any player come to us. Uh, as to my assistant coaches, they're able to talk about uh, Minnesota, for example. They're able to talk about their offense, their defense, and we're all on the same page. So um, it, it's almost like uh, I don't really fall into positions as well. Uh, most people are like, you're the one, you're the two, you're the three. No. Um, it's just we have five players out there. Somebody at the five position that can bring up the ball and initiate the offense, so be it. And it's the same on the coaching staff part of it. Uh, we're all responsible uh, for uh, putting our putting our team in a position to win and bringing out the best in them uh, on offense and defense and being prepared uh, for our opponents. Coach, how are you feeling about free agency? I mean, especially I mean, this year, especially, but 
last couple, there's been so much movement, the new CBA. How are you feeling about just free agency overall, but also just kind of the moves you guys have been able to make so far in Dallas? Um, I love it. I love it. I, I think that um, free agency is, is huge, um, not only in uh, uh, women's sport, but in men's sport as well. I think uh, I like the powerhouse. I like, you know, the, the marquee players or the big name players teaming up. Uh, it's more of a challenge for for me, uh, you know, having a, a young team. Uh, but to see uh, Gray go to uh, Las Vegas and Candace Parker to go to Chicago, Chicago uh, just to have an opportunity, you know, she's from Chicago and, and to spend her last couple of years uh, in Chicago and, and play in front of her uh, family and friends is huge, you know? Um, so I love it. I love the flexibility that the league has allowed these players to, uh, to have. Um, for me, it's, it's huge too. I mean, for the last, the, the last five years, out of the last five years, uh, for four years, I have had the number one draft pick. Um, so uh, it's important for, for me to not only look at free agency, but also look at the, um, the graduation, the gra- graduation uh, class, the college on the collegiate level of athletes coming into our league and, and, and really finding the right fit for our team and, and where we're trying to do and where we're trying to go and, and build, you know, it's a, it's a foundation. It's a slow, it's a slow proce- uh, process, uh, but it's going to be a well-built uh, foundation. Something that I'm really curious about last time we had you on the show Really enjoyed the episode, and we touched on Arike's overseas growth and you kind of chatting with her. A player I've been honed in on and has just been absolutely crushing it overseas is Satu Sabli. Um, Have you had any discussions with her about her game? I mean, she's somebody who we always talk about this uh, over at Winsider, where we really feel that obviously, you know, older vets can grow overseas also, but the amount of growth that we can see from players who maybe we have high expectations with in the W, but when they go overseas, they finally kind of get their sea legs, I like to call it. And Satu is one of those players where I saw flashes of it during her WNBA season, but not that consistency. But then overseas, I mean, mind blown MVP caliber player that I'm seeing, at least in my mind. Talk to me about Satu a little bit. She's a, she's an amazing athlete. Um, I think, I think, um, I think when when they come, I think when people watch these these young athletes um, play in college, um, play for the finals uh, in April, at the end of April, now they come into the best league in the world, and it takes it's it's almost like a shock, because now you're playing against the you now you you know Satu is playing against uh, Della Don, Asia Wilson, those type of players, um, uh, Stewie. Um, and so it takes them a while to kind of understand the game, the pace of the game, understand the feel of a new team. Because you just you have to realize that they just spent four years with one team and on the college level where they were the best. Uh, so at the end of the WBA season, uh, you could see her growth. You could see her talent. And I think now I just carry over to, uh, to overseas because this is her first year overseas. <laughs> And uh, by all means, I think she's uh, one of she will be one of the elite young players in our league, and and she will win many MVP award. Uh, I think, but it's just a process. It's a process, and I'm excited to have her back. Uh, I have talked to uh, her many times overseas, 
and my expectations of her and, and, and she takes the challenge, uh, not only her, but all my players, uh, I, I have high expectation. Uh, they know their roles. Uh, they know, they know their expectation before they even, uh, walk into training camp on April the 25th. Uh, so I'm excited, uh, for them to all be back. Uh, but the most important thing I, t- I told them uh, last week is uh, focus on your team overseas. Uh, you made a commitment, uh, and, and your word is your bond. That's the only thing you have. And so finish the season the right way and, and, and play hard and, and respect your club team and, and, and go out. Uh, with a bang. I I really like that because I think, I mean, I'm not going to say that other coaches maybe say otherwise, but I think it's so important for these players to understand that your support for them is unwavering. And I think, you know, it's easy for a coach to fall into the trap of saying, yeah, overseas, whatever. But you've been through that. You understand the trials and tribulations of that and the ups and downs of that and and the importance of that, Um, and which is why I've heard so many people rave about you being a, you know, a player's coach. I'm very curious. I am not the smartest when it comes to NCAA basketball. All right. I, I tune in uh, much later in the NCAA season than I should. Rachel gives me crap for it all the time and, and shames me publicly all the time for it. Um, <laughs> but for me, it's, it's, I need a little bit of down. I need an off season. Right. Um, right. But, <laughs> but, I put so much stock in the tournament in, in finally watching these players and watching their speed and watching, you know, movement and things like that. And and the, the different elements of their game, how much stock do you as a head coach truly put in the tournament versus what we've seen from them throughout the past, however many years tournament or not tournament? Well, to be honest with you, I really put my stock into uh, the NCAA tournament. You know, it's 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 like uh, practice in the WNBA in a, in a sense where uh, you have to get up for practice and and tournament time is 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 a new season and it's about showing up, you know, showing up for that challenge. Uh, so I'm loving I'm loving uh, March Madness, loving the tournament. Uh, so yes. As far as watching them and, and really understanding who they are, uh, the talent-wise, and, and going against the Connecticut or, or say Louisville going against Connecticut, I want to see uh, Evans. You know, what did she do against some of the best you know mm-hmm. players or teams? And, and and Connecticut does a great job of uh, scouting, and so you're not going to be able to get to uh, certain spots on the court, uh, your normal spots. Now, how do you adjust to that? Because that's the WNBA. You have to learn how to adjust on the fly when you play against the best athlete, um, the best teams in the world. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, so it's very important in, in that aspect of the talent-wise. Um, but for me, it's more about who they are as people. Mm-hmm. You know, their character. Are they happy for their teammate? Are they a team player? You know, when they get when things don't go right, do they drop their head? You know, if they're sitting on the bench, do they cheer on their teammate? Mm-hmm. Is it bigger than them? Yeah. You know, and, and and that's what I look at the most. Are you are you working hard? You know, and, and it's it's about you're not gonna I mean, we we do have some players on the college level that have the talent, but we have a lot of talent in the WBA, you know, and so a lot of time 
your hard work, your willing to sacrifice uh, for the betterment of the team is huge uh, because you're you're playing on a team and you're not the star anymore. You're just a piece of the puzzle. And can you fit into that and into that puzzle? And, and and will you be okay not being the star? So I look at more of those things than the talent wise, as far as like you know, because everybody can have a bad a bad night. That's just basketball. Yeah. Uh, but do you give up? Do you do other things than just scoring? If your thing is scoring, if you don't score, what do you, what else can you bring to the table? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and and how can you lift your team mates up, and how can you make your teammate better? Yeah, I mean, I'm a big believer that the, the this time of year, especially you know, now we're into the Sweet Sixteen and competition age. I mean, it's as revealing as anything. So all the oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> whether it's on the court and off the court, you know, I mean, you're you're dealing with adversity, you're dealing dealing with pressure. I mean, this is yeah, this for sure. Be such an incredible time for you guys to just observe. Like, which kind of brings me to my next question. You know, Coach, you you've been around, you've been in different systems. Um, there's a a, a lot to talk about around this topic, but um, is there a positive or what are the positives in your mind of not having to wear the double hat of coach and GM and just focusing on a coach role and having someone else sit in that GM spot um, kind of w- what's your take on that and what are the advantages of it? I think um, I love it at this stage in my career. I love it. Uh, I wouldn't say I would never want to be the GM. Um yeah. But right now, I love being the head coach. Uh, the connection that uh, Greg and I have here in Dallas is amazing. Um, we communicate, and, and and we have one common goal, and, and that's to build a foundation here. Awesome. Um, to, to build a winning team. Uh, so that's huge. Uh, you have to have a GM that understands basketball, that has uh, your vision. We have the same vision. We have the same purpose. We have the same goal for our team. Uh, so right now it's it's a great feeling just to focus on basketball, uh, focus on uh, what we can do as a whole, as coaches and as a coach, and, and, co- and connecting to the community, connecting to my players, and 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 doing what we have to do in order to make his job easy and and make ticket sales and all that stuff easy as well, marketing and stuff like that. Uh, so I'm enjoying just being a head coach right now. Hey, that's amazing. What well, I'm excited for it, and as we all know, in my opinion, last year Greg knocked it out of the freaking park uh, with that draft class. So <laughs> I, if I was you, I wouldn't be complaining about it either. Um, but coach, we're so thankful for your time, and very excited to see you uh, with Camp, uh, Team USA camp, uh, and then hopefully, hopefully in person during the WNBA season, we'll be able to chat a little bit. Maybe I'll bring you. I'll get a deli in DC. Uh, to make you the sandwich and I'll bring you your own. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you, guys. Thank you, Coach. You have a great one. All right. All right. Much love. Bye.